cussing is part of queer culture. Don't deny me my rights. Be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen. I'm from Oakland and I'm an androgynous, black, lesbian, feminist, and a lover of all black people. This is Darren. I'm an asexual novelist, researcher, and bona fide comic book fanatic from the widest part of Southern California. Orange County. We're queer millennials with three kids and nearly 20 years of marriage. This is a podcast about the realities of blackness, adulting, and relationships. This is That Black Couple. Hi. Hi. I'm back. I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Being gay. Being gay. G-H-E-Y. Gay. Gay. Not that regular gay. Not that regular happy gay. Because sometimes I'm a petty gay. Sometimes I'm like gay. gay. E- emo gay. Oh, emo gay. Like gay. Mm-hmm. Daria gay. Gay. You know? Yeah. Not like uh, gay. <laughs> We're gay. That's what G-A-Y is. It's for white people. That, why why that got to be just for white people? In my mind, when I go gay, I just see like a little white guy. I do too. And his little Speedos and his, his penis is just rolled up in there. And he's got perfectly flexed thighs and they're waxed. And a little bitty shirt. And he's holding like a macchiato in his left hand. And a little puppy under his arm on the right hand side. And, he, and he's like kicking a leg up and in the like, air. he's like, gay. <laughs> And he has someone next to him who looks just like him, except they're Asian or some type of non-threatening body type. Wow. That was very, very specific. And he's in Venice Beach. I, I have to admit, that's when you say gay. That I, But he lives in Santa Monica. That's <laughs> And he works in downtown L.A. That's the same picture I get. And he parties at Gotham. But, you know, black people can do that, too. Gay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm talking about the G H E Y gays, the gays. Okay, the gays. We're talking about the gays today. What are we talking about with this relation is to the gays? Season five, episode eight of that black couple, and we are talking about queerness and self naming. Mm. About us being able to be ourselves in public and wherever we want to be at all times. Okay, so this is this is this is gonna be lit. Are you ready for this? No. Oh, I thought you said you stay ready. I I, I stay ready. So you don't but, have to get ready. But I don't I don't know if one can be ready you for what's about to transpire because the Bruce Banner is kicking in. Oh God! So grab your grab again. We're hydrating. Grab your water. Smart water is excellent. Grab some smart water. Good water. Get you some liquid IV in there. You know, up your ante. Make sure you got those vitamins. Okay. Have a seat. You want to be sitting down when you listen to us because we don't have no sense. Mostly Darren. All right. This is That Black Couple. I'm Jen. I'm Darren. He's Darren. Before we get started, I'd like to make sure that you follow us on the platform for only known as Twitter, which, by the way, Elon Musk wants to charge us a dollar to be on Twitter. Ain't that about a bitch? A bitch is leaving. <laughs> That's about a bitch. Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at that BLK couple on Facebook at that black couple. And look us up on the old geriatric analogous email and internet at that black couple dot com. W W W dot that black couple dot com. 
That Bruce Banner is cooking in, ain't it? You think so? It's it's here. I don't care. It's in the room. Grow up. I'm not being hot boxed today, but but it's in the room. Wow. How are you gonna go back to like three episodes ago? I'm just you know. Nobody is hot. I'm, I'm giving everyone an update. Now say something. Oh, see now, see now, see, see. We see how this works now. Oh, I appreciate it. You didn't. I blew it to the right. Yeah, I mean it's an enclosed space, so we'll see. I blew it to the right. We'll see how that goes. But but I appreciate the effort. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so as you already know, you can stream our podcast episodes everywhere. Apple Podcast on SoundCloud, Amazon Music. Um, I saw we were on Player FM today. What is that? I yeah, I don't even know exactly what it is, but it's a thing that plays music or or podcasts. It plays something because it says player, and guess what? Our episodes are there. So if you're looking for a podcast to listen to, you can find us on all the places where you listen to podcasts. All right, you ready to roll? You ready to do it? I am absolutely ready. All right. Let's get started. Let's go. Okay. So first things first, segment one, let's talk about that. This is LGBT history month. Every October. Did you know that? Did you know that? I didn't know that. No. It's LGBT history month. And I feel like I haven't heard much about it. I feel like when I look on the internet, when I'm on my little Instagram, you know, doom scrolling, I've seen very little. Well, it's because it's October, so it's Halloween month. I get it, but how whack is that? Like, pride is popping, but the month that's about our history is essentially, like, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm excited for us to talk about LGBT History Month today, but we're going to talk about it from the perspective of thinking about the ways that we are ourselves and present and in our bodies today, right? One thing that we always think about with history, where I was like, oh, who's this iconic queer person who used to exist? Maybe Abraham Lincoln was gay. And, and we do this whole thing where we try to go back and, and kind of in a lot of ways affirm ourselves by locating ourselves in history. And I understand yeah. that. And it is important, right? It's, 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 it's something we do across all marginalized groups. We do it as women. We do it as queer people. We do it as black folk, disabled folk. We, 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 are, are, we do this because that's how our human, our human nature operates. We, we right. understand ourselves in our connection to other people. But what I want to do today is, I think, talk about how things have changed for us. And I think a lot about over just the course of my life, how being queer has been so different. And being out and being queer has been so different. Like, I... You know, we were born in 1984. I've always been, I think, a gay girl. And I didn't see any of that reflected in mainstream culture at all growing up. Like the queer kid was the weird kid. The queer kid was made fun of on TV. The queer kid was the kid that, you know, was the deviant, you know, was suspended from school. And it was because they were gay. You know, they were holding a secret, you know. (laughs) But now, like... Like, I'm watching television shows and everyone's gay, you know? Like, everyone's, like, a little bisexual, you know, a little pansexual, you know? And it's so common and so normal. It's in commercials, you know, now. And I spent National Coming Out Day at a Janelle Monet concert in Austin, Texas. And Janelle, as we know, is non-binary and is very much a queer person. And it was so dope to be in this huge open air space with all these queer people who were just being themselves. And it was safe. 
You know what I'm saying? Like we were just all vibing and connecting to one another. Beyonce has had this Renaissance tour that even though Beyonce reads, it's a very heterosexual, very normative person. She made a whole album essentially dedicated to ballroom culture and has, has, has brought back a lot of sounds that folks had kind of forgotten about and queer folks came out. You know what I'm saying? Like it changed, it shifted the economy. Right. So I just think that there's ways that now as I'm looking at 40 next year, like there's a way that I get to be out and I get to be, a, I get to be, you know, myself. And I'm using the language of out because that's the language that we unfortunately has, have been socialized with. I'll right. talk about a little later about the problematics of being considered out in air quotes. But, you know, I think it's dope to be able to be in these spaces, you know, and not have to worry about my safety and not have to worry about, you know, about what other folks like me are experiencing because we have places to go. Well, for me, mm-hmm. um, I just want to bring it to everyone's attention that Asexuality Awareness Week is October 22nd through the 28th. Yes. Um, and even as you're talking about like naming and talking about identities and talking about visibility and all of those things, right? Like asexuality has been around since the dawn of time, but the very concept of asexuality being an identity is something that's, you know, I think relatively new. And then even the fact that this month is LGBT history month, right? There's, there's a lot of queer identities, right? That they left off of there that aren't in LGBT. Right. Um, and, and a lot of, I, I know with society, right? People, they take a long time to kind of catch up and to understand things and to come to new realizations. Right. And so, you know, it used to be everyone was straight or gay, right? right. If you were something else, you were just gay. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then we got we got gay, and then we got lesbians, and then we got bisexuals. And it's like, whoa! Then, then we got by. It's like a new car. Yeah, it's it's like, like whoa. the Jordans being re released, and you, you get a name, you get a name. <laughs> you know, and then, and then, then you know, um, being trans was was it's like, oh, what is what is this? Which is whoa. so interesting because trans folks been trans folks since the dawn of since time. Since the dawn of time, it's not it's it's, it's the it's the societal recognition, right? Right, and that and that's my point of all of this is right. The self naming is so important because you are getting to define who you are, right? Right, and the movement of self naming has been so important because you're defining who you are despite society. Absolutely, maybe wanting to look over you or discount you or or say that you're not real or whatever. It's saying, in spite of, I'm going to name myself. I'm going to give myself a definition for who I am outside of your societal norms. That's it. Um, And that's why this is so important. Right. This podcast is supported by generous donations from our patrons and listeners. Become a supporter today by heading to www.patreon.com slash media. You can stream the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving some dope comments. This helps us with our paid drinkings and gets more listeners for the show. Thank you so much. We're back. We are back. We're back. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, let's do the conversation. Okay. So we're talking about being queer today. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I love a stat. I know you do. Um, I just think, you know, it really helps to give us some parameters, you know, mm-hmm. some grounding in the mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to talk about youth. Okay. So, you know, trigger warning, we're going to talk about self-harm and death by suicide. Mm-hmm. But within the last year, 
45% of LGBTQ youth seriously considered attempting death by suicide. Mm. Um, LGBTQ youth who felt high social support, though, from their family reported attempting suicide at less than half the rate of those that Mm. felt lower moderate social support. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also, fewer than one in three transgender and non-binary youth found that their home was gender affirming. Fewer than one in three? Fewer than one in three. Wow. Um, like I said, it's it's scary, yeah. right? And, and, and this is also happening at a time where the transgender youth population has doubled right. within the last five years. Right. Right. So we're seeing a rise right. in, in, in self-identifying, right. you know, out transgender youth right. Right. at a time where they're still <laughs> right. reporting right. that they're not ge- getting support. Um, and there's... There's a wealth of stats on on all of this, and I don't want to just be like the downer. Absolutely. But you know, the, you think about the things that people hear at school, the bullying, you know, things that happen online, Threats. the things that they're seeing in the news, right? Absolutely. It's like it's like negativity everywhere. Absolutely. Right. And so imagine being a child, mm-hmm. and that's the environment it's that really you're having to face. About it. You know, yeah. um, transgender individuals. Um, out transgender individuals are younger on average than the U.S. population. Mm. Nearly one in five uh, people who identify as transgender are ages 13 to 17, mm-hmm. compared to less than one in 10 um, who are 13 and 17, thir- 13 to 17 in general. Right. Mm. So basically, 13 to 17 out of the whole population accounts for about you know eight percent. Right. Right. But for transgender people it's an overrepresentation it's an overrepresentation at 18 percent it's disproportionate right and this is also at a time remember where there's all these laws you know this is war Mm -hmm. (laughs) against transgender identity Mm -hmm. where you know they're now at a point where there's a risk of you not uh, uh, there's a risk of you being barred from actual you know life-saving medically necessary you know medical procedures yes and it's 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 so strange to me that all that is happening. But to me, it also shows how much more important it is, right, to have self naming, yes, right, to have people be able to say who they are and to say it loud and for people to understand, yeah, you know, the gravity of these types of things. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Given all those stats, this is why I want to talk about this concept of coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Like the concept of coming out. You know, growing up, I never really challenged it. It always felt a little strange because I was like, who am I coming out to? Like, first of all, I felt like people already knew that I was gay. And I think my mom kind of knew I was trans. But, you know, people who knew, knew. So I never felt like I was coming out to anybody. But then as I got older and I encountered the barriers to my identity, right? The ways that people would talk about queer folk, the ways that people would treat queer folk, and all the stats you're listing, right? Not living in gender affirming spaces, not being around gender affirming people, being around people who would kind of treat you like, well, I love you, you know, anyway, right? Yeah. Like your first, your first offense was being gay and being trans. And so I realized that coming out was about their power, right? It was, it was really from their perspective. It was from the perspective of cisgender heterosexual people, because to them, I, I belong in a closet, in a closet. I belong somewhere hidden away i belong somewhere out of sight and out of mind Mm -hmm. and for me to then say well i'm gay right is this act of courage right i I would talk to my friends and like women i was dating about like their coming out stories and i remember feeling so disappointed because i never had a coming out story i never got to go to a room full of people and go 
I'm coming out, everybody, because they already knew and so right. nobody really cared ever. But I realized that actually was a good thing, right? Like it's gonna be a long time to realize I got to invite people in, right? I got to invite people in because I just was being myself the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. I never changed. Nothing about me ever changed. And I may not have noticed it, right? I I may have thought I was hiding. But apparently I was hiding in plain sight. It's like when an elephant tries to hide behind a tree, you yeah. know? And, you know, I would talk about girls. I would talk about women because I was gay. And I didn't realize that that was gay shit. <laughs> I would be interested. In, I remember, I will never forget. I will never forget my line sisters. This was when I was in my 20s. And I was pregnant. <laughs> and I remember we were talking about um, singers. And I was like, man, if I was gay... And they all was like, if you was gay, what? I was like, I would date her. And they were like, why would you <laughs> say that? You know, they were, and I was like, why y'all being weird? Relax, she pretty. And they were like, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. You know? And I remember being like, that was so weird. I think I came home and told you, like, they were being so weird about it. But it's because I was I was a gay person. And I also just didn't understand how you could look at black women and not think, damn, she fine. You know? And I think that this concept of coming out is so harmful, especially for young black, queer, trans folk, because it puts the power in the hands of the people who are not gender affirming, the people who support these policies, these bathroom bills, the people who are intentionally and purposely misgendering their children. You know, these are people who are moving from a place of preserving the status quo. So coming out to them is is terrifying coming out to them is you risk losing your place where you live you risk losing access to your family you know i've seen videos i remember i saw this video of a young a boy and he was doing a makeup tutorial i think i seen i sent it to you yeah and he looked like a little he looked like he might have been latinx and he was doing this makeup tutorial and he clearly was kind of sneaking to do it. He was kind of in a dark room and he had his ring light on and his makeup was beat. Okay. He, he was looking good. And then his dad came into his room and flicked on the light and just started talking to him. And he tried to run and cover his face. He tried to cover his face. He had so much shame in his body about what he was doing. And his dad came in and was like, Hey, what's going on? What you doing? And he was like, Oh, nothing, nothing. And he was trying to cover it and he was trying to get it off. And his dad was like, Hey, Hey, I love you. I love you, okay? Like, he just was like, this is fine. You're perfect. I love you. Yeah. And he just started sobbing, crying. And this is a boy. This is a baby. You know, he couldn't have been more than like 12, maybe 14 years old. You know? And imagine being a child and holding that terror, that fear in your body. Right? And that's what that's what these folks are doing to these kids. Right? When they... Yeah. When they make them feel shame about who they inherently are, and I, I and I say this from from experience, being one of those children, I never felt worried that my mother would would do anything. I, I felt like she was gender affirming, and she let me show up however I wanted to. My yeah. mother let me do whatever I wanted to do. When I cut my hair off, I cut my hair off. When I started dressing like a boy, when I was wearing cornrows and Jordans, she let me do whatever I wanted to do. I went to my sixth grade graduation in combat boots, a mini skirt stockings, a collared shirt that was untucked and a leather vest and a black choker. And I was class president and I gave a speech in that outfit. Okay. My mama said, that's how she want to dress. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what I'm, we're talking about. That's how 
we allow children, we allow young folk to invite us into their world and into the space that they are creating for themselves. I'm grateful that my mom allowed me to invite her in because I was affirmed at home. And yeah. even when I wasn't affirmed out in the world and when I got on the school bus or when I went outside and people were just sexualizing me, my mother was very clear, like, you do, you be who you are, right? You you be proud of yourself. You stand up tall and you love your body. And she always affirmed that for me. And it's not that hard to do that for young people. It's not. It's not. It's not. And from, whole, from a place of love. Right. It's not. This whole coming out narrative has to, we have to stop it because no one should have to feel this terror of if I open this closet door and come out of the dark, what will they do to me? We should yeah. allow space for people to invite us into this, the world that they've created for themselves and, cre- and curate it. And so that we can discover the beauty that is there as opposed to us trying to make them more like society. How boring is that? I, I think also the, the concept of coming out, it implies like I'm I've been a secret person this whole time. Right. Like, like I've been living a double life. Right. Like the person you thought I was is not who I I've am. I've been hiding from you. Right. And and that's not really the case. No. Right. It's you know your sexuality, your identity. You know all of those are aspects of who you are, and they're parts of our journey. Right. We come to it in lots of different ways, and sometimes. We're coming out to ourselves multiple times. We have shame already in our bodies mm. because I know me, I, I, I had guilt when I realized I was gay because I was raised Christian Yeah, and I was told I would go to hell. Like I had to sit with that in my body, you know, like sometimes we have to sit with ourselves and be like, am I coming out to myself or am I inviting myself in? Because mm. you don't want to be the oppressor in your own body. Wow. You know, I think we do that to ourselves. I think there's we ways do. that sometimes the people don't even have to be there. Is that we take them with us. We take the negative commentary. We take the stereotypes. We take the comments with us. And then we become the people, right, policing ourselves. And we have to stop doing that. That is that is very, very true. That's exactly what happens. I mean, you know, kind of like you're like, I don't really have a coming out story. Yeah. You know, I really do have much more of an inviting in story. Right. Like, I was just walking around and then... I made a post on social media and I was like, Hey, <laughs> go ace, you know, <laughs> moving on. Like, like, and that's the thing that that's the one thing I don't like about like the concept of coming out is mm-hmm. it's like, let's make a big to do yeah. about it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I get the idea of celebrating and, and I don't want to, you know, quash anyone's idea of, of celebrating who they are and sure. different aspects of who they are. Sure. But it's kind of like, here we go, big announcement. And now we're gonna fight you all, Urgh, you know. You know, and yeah, and I, I don't, I don't like the di- dynamics Me of either. that. I, I like, like you said, much more the concept of inviting people in right. and saying, "Hey, let me just share some information about you, about myself. Let me, you know, let's build vulnerability right. and closeness. We're not combatants, you know. It, it's it, it doesn't need to be like. And oh. also, and also. My identity is not up for debate. So right. me inviting you in means that you're a guest. And you can be uninvited at any time. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem with who I am and how I show up and how I name myself, then you can absolutely fucking go. Yeah. Bye. It's it's like you said. It's it's where the power is located. That's it. And the concept of coming out is is something that you're doing for other people, right? And inviting in is something that you're doing for yourself. Precisely. You can find my mom and dad, aka that black couple, on the web at thatblackcouple.com. That Black Couple is owned and operated by Color Combos Media. If you would like to help fund our content, sign up at www. 
patreon.com slash colored combos video. Please consider giving us five or ten dollars per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization. You can also give one-time donations at www.paypal.me slash colored combos media. All donations are welcome. Okay, we are back with the reflection. Yes. So I've been thinking a lot about um, pronouns because I feel like it's one of the one of the most explicit ways we name ourselves um, as a a non-binary a gender person, a person who is who identifies as gender flux, meaning my gender just kind of shifts over the course of the day, the course of the week, the course of the year. There are times where I feel very much a woman, and I I identify as a black woman generally. Um, but most of the time I don't feel gender at all. I don't, I don't know what it means to feel gender. Um, I ask people all the time, like, do you feel like a girl? <laughs> you know? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, really? That sounds cool. You know? Yeah. But I've never had that. I've never felt like a girl or a boy. You know, sometimes I do feel like a boy, you know? Um, I just, I just feel like a human in a body. And so they, them feels very comfortable for me because she, for me, only works in certain environments and with certain people. Generally, you know, gendered pronouns are a little off-putting for me. But sometimes, recently, when people say he to me, I used to feel bad about it. Like, oh my gosh, somebody misgendered me. But now I'm like, hmm, he works, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, with pronouns, since my pronouns are they and them, that's what I prefer from strangers. So I put my pronouns everywhere. If you see me in a Zoom, my pronouns are there. If you see me on Twitter or anywhere on social media, my pronouns are right there. I put them on everything. And so what a lot of like the people who want to undermine you do is they intentionally misgender yeah. you. They call you, oh, that's a lady. Oh, that's a girl. You know, whatever. Or um, they do the whole like, they, them, what's that? How does that work? Oh my God. Like You're multiple people. How are you, how are you plural? Oh my gosh. You know, and it's so strange to me because, you know, then I talk to children, you know, we have three children and two bonus children and my bonus, youngest bonus child is five. He's five. He just turned five in April. And when I say they, he says they. That's it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go, that's a she. What is a they? Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't do that. And he's only five. He's a five-year-old baby. The other day, I was talking to my 12-year-old daughter, and we were talking about someone who you know, was assigned female at birth. And I said, oh, well, they are non-binary, and they use they, them pronouns. And my daughter said, okay. So they, da, 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 and she kept talking. And it was so effortless. Seamless. It was, there was nothing, nothing changed. We just kept talking about the person because you know what? The person's a human and they deserve to be respected in the way that they want to be treated. Right. And it's so interesting to me because what, what, what queer trans folks are asking is just to be respected and seen in the ways that we want to be respected and seen. Right. We, we should be allowed to decide how we want to be interacted with. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, uh, this is meme, right? Um, where we talk about, you know how you get an email and just say, I hope this email reaches you well. Or like the sayings where it's like, um, you know, I perceive you as blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, don't perceive me. I don't want to be perceived, yeah. right? And I think that's part of what queer and trans folks are saying is like, we don't want to be projected on and perceived through these lenses that have always been inherently violent. Yeah. These lenses, we talked about this in the last episode about mental health, 
These lenses are inherently unjust. And so in naming ourselves, we're going through a, a, a process of self-reclamation, right? Of taking our ba ourselves back from these systems that tell us that unless we are like everybody else, we are not good enough. Yeah. And that we are not human, right? Now we are objects. Now something is inherently wrong with us, right? And I think it's so important. I'm not saying that everybody has to use they, them pronouns or that, you know, normative binary pronouns, she and her, she and her and they and he and him are not okay. Or that other expansive pronouns, the Z's, you know, G's, all the other types of pronouns are not appropriate. All of them are appropriate. That's mm -hmm. my point. Everything is appropriate. People who prefer no pronouns, right, to just be called D, right? Like that's also appropriate and we should be allowed to dictate how people will address us. That right. is a part of the inviting in process to, to say, if you are to interact with me and my body, here are the boundaries. And that's why I love this moment. Cause I feel like young people taught us that they did. They did. And, and there was something that you said, just talking about, you know, the comparison between the individual and society yeah, and you know, the, the pressures and things and, and especially with pronouns, how like society wants you to have, you know, all cis pronouns. And mm -hmm. so anything outside of that is, is different from the norm. Yeah. Right. And that, that is the queer legacy. That's, you know, that's where the word queer comes from. It's sure. like, you know, not the norm is that's, that's what it is. Right? right. And, you know, being asexual to me, it, it really tracks with that queer legacy, mm -hmm. right? Like, so it used to be, you know, you'd go to the psychologist, psychiatrist or the psychologist and they would say, Oh, you, you're gay. You're attracted, you're a man and you're attracted to men. Well, that's a psychological yep, issue. Mental We're going illness. To, right. And, and that was the legacy. It's like, we need to get you back mm -hmm. on track with what society wants. And mm -hmm. of course we've made strides there to where, we're not doing that dumb shit anymore. Right. right. And, and to me being asexual, I feel like that's the same thing, right? Like you say that you're asexual and, and the litany, right. <laughs> the litany of weird Is shit. Your, that wife, people your say. wife, not pretty. They're not pretty. Or you just haven't had good sex from someone. She's not good. Or, at it. you know, or, you don't like her no more. Or, or, or just say that you're gay. Right. Or <laughs> like, it's, it's like the litany of, of shit that people can kind of come up with mm -hmm. to, to justify why your existence and your identity is incorrect. Right. Is wild. Right. Like, it's actually much easier to just say, that's how you identify. Okay. Cool. We are now moving forward <laughs> with right. that knowledge in hand. Right? right. And that's why it's so important to be able to name yourself, to be able to define yourself for yourself, to say, this is who I am. This is how I show up. And, and it does not have to be something that is static. That's it. It is something that can change. I feel like that's another thing with asexuality that people really, really struggle with. Right. Is people feel like you are branding yourself and labeling yourself and saying, sex is off limits for me and I'm never going to have sex. And that's just something. And there's different varying degrees Absolutely. of asexuality. Some, Absolutely. some people only like sexual relations with certain types of people. Some people don't, don't want to have sex or only want to have certain types of sex. Some people are sex repulsed. Some people are not right. And sometimes people are asexual for a while and their identity might shift or change. Mm -hmm. It can go back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. it, it is a way that you are identifying and naming yourself mm -hmm. on your own terms, That's just right. in the way you talk about pronouns, right? You are defining, this is how you should address me. This is how, this is how I present myself, mm -hmm. right? Respect that. That's it. And that, that, to me, the whole entire queer conversation and the conversation around naming is all about respect. That's all it is. And if if 
respect is too hard, then we have we have a really big problem. Yeah, why are you in civic why are you in civic society if you can't just respect human beings as human beings? Why are you allowed to be outside with us? You're not safe. At, at a baseline. Right. At a baseline. It's just just respect. Yeah. Outside of that, we can have conversation, we can have debate, we can go back and forth. But we gotta at least start at respect. At respect. Yeah, I'm not fucking with you if you don't respect my basic identity and humanity. Thank y'all for listening. Before you go, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple, on Facebook at that black couple, and look us up on the internet at www.thatblackcouple.com. Bye.